Let's Talk Sports. Sports Phone with Big Al is live on 1061 ESPN. The voice of reason and the dean of Richmond Radio. Here's Big Al on 1061 ESPN. Well, we're kind of getting our clock cleaned, is a nice way to put it, in the Ryder Cup. Uh, we're, I just, we just won, or we're leading, in one of the four balls. And. Uh, it's the first lead we've had in any match. That's the oddest thing. I got up at whatever it was, 535, 540, and I went to my phone right away to see where the golf was. And, and I looked at, you know, I look at it, and it's the way it reads is the Americans are up. Uh, we're up three zip and leading in the fourth. I said, all right. Then I look at the news, you know, look at a story, just looking at the uh, uh, the score, and it says America's down four zip. I'm thinking, what? Are you kidding me? This can't be true. But uh, alas, I'm afraid it is. The Europeans took uh, the first round, which is best ball, basically, is what it is, best ball, and now it's it's four ball where everybody plays and whomever has the, the best score uh, wins that hole, and, uh, boy, we're, speaking of a hole, we're in a hole when it's four zip down, we're zip four, and uh, we, <laughs> we have one that we're leading, <laughs> and that's it. I think one tie, and the Europeans leading two. It would be devastating to the chances of America uh, winning this Ryder Cup if we get out of the day down something like six to two or seven to one. I mean, if it's seven to one, you turn out the lights, the party's over, as our boy Don Meredith used to sing. All good things must come to an end. Uh, that's the unfortunate piece of news. Let's hope that the Americans can, uh, our USA team can get right in the ship here. Because right now in the four ball, it is uh, the Europeans are up 2 1 1, meaning they're leading in two, we're leading in one. And uh, the it, one is tied. I mean, that's that. That, that's the name of the tune, and you can't whistle it any other way than the way it was originally it was being crafted as we speak. Anyway, uh, golly, I was hoping uh, I was hoping we would have a good competitive, you know, nail biting Sunday, uh, but right now it doesn't look like a nail biting. But you know, listen, these things can turn. Uh, it's all about matchups now and, and how they play them, and potentially maybe we could we could catch and make it so Sunday. Uh, it's compelling golf, and you want to watch it uh, when you, like I say, when you get up at seven and it's been underway for an hour and a half or a half or a half an hour, and watch it. So I'm, we're just, uh, I guess, just uh, gotta gotta keep an eye on it. I know there's one right now that uh, Europe's up, two up, 
and I can't read the whole the, we, we, all the little graphics they have up here because the TV is a little far away from my eyeballs. But anyway, uh, we'll do what we can during commercials. I'll, I'll walk up and take a gander at it during our, our breaks from our fine sponsors. Anyway, this is Sports Phone on 1061 ESPN. And don't forget, you can find us on your HD radio at 1037 HD2 and streaming, of course, on our website at iHeartRadio. I'm Big Al. This is Sports Phone. And, of course, on the other side of the glass is Robert the Bruce. And Robert the Bruce is. Uh, uh, already has his pants on fire because of the Dolphins and the Bills kickoff. A mere, what, uh, 54 hours from now will be, or 50, excuse me, check that, 53 hours from now, the Bills and the Dolphins will knock it around at, uh, in Buffalo. Used to, what they used to call that? Rich Stadium was the name of it for years. It's the same one they've been playing in since, I think, 1970. The same stadium. I know they've refurbished it and redone it and all that kind of thing. But I remember watching your your twin brother OJ uh, running that stadium. So good morning, Hoss. Good morning. Yeah, those uh, those are the days of the Buffalo Bills at one point four straight Super Bowls. Um, yeah, hoping. Yeah, yeah. Hope, I the, I would have to assume their fans are hoping something like that can happen again. Um, well, yeah, this except win one or two of them. Yeah, win one or two of them, but they got to with this uh, Josh Allen led team. They got to get there first, but yep. it's going to be a fun one. Uh, yeah, I ain't I th- kidding. I think a lot of people are excited for it. Uh, for the Bills, it's trying to just kind of continue to prove. Hold on, everyone. We heard all about Aaron Rodgers this offseason, and, oh. and now we're hearing all about uh, Miami and this Tua-led offense. Remember, we're the team that's won the division the last three years, so they may be able to say, hold on, slow down, Miami. Or the Dolphins can say, here's a big statement. We've won in Buffalo for the first time since 2016. Maybe we're the class they have seized now. So it's just a, it's a big game. Obviously, a whole lot to be decided after that. They have another matchup later in the year. Yep. But just a big early game, and this is this – is, what makes the NFL so great? Yes, indeed, and it is uh, one of two they will play. The next one they play in Miami, and is that, is that the end of the year? Is that the, it's uh, close to the end of the yeah. year, which which helps Miami out because they have to, Buffalo has to go to the Miami Heat. Yeah, and Miami avoids going to <laughs> Buffalo late in the year, which yeah. is always a nice thing to do. It is. Uh, it is, as I said, the last game of the year. Oh, it, it ain't is near the end of the year. It is January sixth okay. or seventh down in Miami. So I mean, there there is a that's, scenario where that could be one of the the Sunday night game, and that's for the division or for a wild something like that. Could be for a wild card. Could be a dance with the prettiest lady in town, or that, who yeah. knows what'll be happening on that day, January sixth or seventh, that Saturday or Sunday. Uh, Buffalo will indeed visit Miami. I thought I'd seen that. And that is the case, which will make it even that much better. Unless everything's already locked in, then it uh, turns into a snoozer. So you hope it's not all locked in at that point. Uh, uh, Mike O'Toole and I we had a great time last night. We went up to the uh, Patrick Henry High School first ever Hall of Fame induction. The school opened in '59, and they haven't had a Hall of Fame induction. So you think, well, why are you going up there? Well, a couple reasons that O'Toole and I went up, Mike O'Toole and I went up to that last night. It met a lot of great people up there. Uh, it really was, uh, you know, I didn't know what to expect going up there as far as, you know, who would be there and things like that, but met a lot of great people and um, and had a very good time. Uh, the uh, We went up because Ray Tate was the first one to go, and they did it uh, chronologically by when, uh, people, and of course, Damian Woody, whom Bob had on the other day, was there and uh, was inducted. 
I think he might have been the sixth one inducted, seventh one maybe, because they did it chronologically. Ray went in first because he graduated in 61. Um, the school only opened in 59. So, and then Eddie Webb was second because uh, he graduated in 71. So there you have it. And then on through uh, the more recent ones, including Damian Woody, I think in 1995. So that's O'Toole and I went up um, for the main reason of of going to see uh, what they had to say about uh, Chris Tate being interviewed uh, by Evan Hughes, who graduated from Patrick Henry himself, and now does like basketball and baseball play by play for the Hokies. I know, yeah, I know he does yeah. the uh, women's basketball. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's what it yeah, is. And, yeah, and he does baseball. Yeah, yep. women's and, and baseball. Yeah, and he's got a great mom, uh, Kelly Hughes, who uh, uh, opened up the uh, comfort zone, uh, which is very important uh, for kids uh, that have uh, lost a parent or sometimes occasionally both, which is just really wrong in life um but opened up a long it's golly it's been a long time the comfort zone camp lynn i said kelly hughes i'm sorry lynn hughes i I know it wasn't kelly i knew that was wrong um and and talked to her and seen her in years and her brother is another than danny barbo barbo i can't remember (laughs) correct but used to work at mulligan's golf shop and if you've been around long enough and you went into mulligan's golf shop well back in the day uh you know he looked like lee harvey oswald the guy did. I mean, you, you put a golf club in his hand like Oswald held the rifle, and you're saying, wait, wait a minute, are you sure you weren't in Dallas back in 63 and you're a lot older than you look? Uh, Danny Beerbo, I think it is, is pronounced. But anyway, uh, Lynn Hughes, and I apologize if she's listening. And I said, I don't know why I said Kelly Hughes. And I, I met another gentleman whom I hadn't met before, but he advertises with us a lot, a couple of different people. And one of them was Ross Luck of Luck Chevrolet. Uh, I, I never met him before. When I went, I went looking for him, and I spoke to the wrong gentleman first, and then uh, Addison Jones, a supply center, another good guy, was up there, and uh, I'd never met Ross Luck, and got to meet him last night. And what I, you know, I talked to him is it's kind of an amazing fact about Raw, uh, Ross. Excuse me about Luck Chevrolet is the uh, fact that, um, and I mentioned this to him. They've been in business over a hundred years. I mean, cars have only been around for about hundred twenty. I think something like that. and uh, But, boy, you know, you get into this generational thing. You know, the toughest thing is to get past the second generation if you're owning a family business. And they're into their probably fifth, I would guess, fourth, fifth. And once you get to that third one, you're somewhat over the hump just because you have more grandchildren that can run it. Anyway, but nice to meet some fine folks. I met a Mr. Taylor was his last name. He came over and spoke with me, real nice guy. And uh, I, I don't recall his first name, but it'll come to me, or I'll, O'Toole will remember, because he's got a better memory than I do. But a uh, really nice uh, function they had up at Patrick Henry last night. I was expecting seeing your twin brother a little bit there, Mitchell Bradley, but he wasn't there. Oh, he wasn't getting inducted to the Hall of Fame there? <laughs> no, he wasn't getting inducted to the Patrick Henry Hall of Fame. But I thought he might be you know, on the other Correct. side of the camera, so to speak. Oh, yeah. That's you know, filming true. things. He's I mean, this is Patrick place. Henry. He's filming all over the Yeah, city. so I thought he might have been there last night, but he was not. Okay. Um, and then there was somebody else I was expecting that might have been there that wasn't. I don't recall whom I was thinking about. Anyway, regardless, it was a good time. It was a sports event. Uh, because, of course, it was a, the, the initial Hall of Fame, and uh, Chris Tate did a great job. Eddie Webb did a great job. They all did a fine job, and just it was fun to go and see these guys. All right, why don't we take a pause? Uh, hey, it's this is it. This is the this is the last weekend of baseball. 
there are things being, you know, it's all being arranged, set up, and we'll uh, talk about that for a few minutes. We have our NASCAR picks at about 8.45, and at 9.35, Mitch Tischler from NBC Sports Washington, and we'll see, get his opinion on, on if Washington football has tweaked itself to where they can keep a... Uh, running back in, get rid of the ball quicker, keep a tight end in, somebody to chip or to block, and a whole bit. And there's a, hey, there's a, a lady came up to me last night and said she was Hooter's wife. And uh, the guy, is a, he works with Chip Not the Dentist at uh, Arrowmark. And uh, he's a Redskin fan, Washington fan. So uh, she said, well, let's get a picture. We'll send it to him. I said, well, good. Send it to Chip and give him a special me- message. So uh, hopefully that happened last night. But just like I said, good, good folks uh, up in Ashland last night. All right, we'll take a pause. It's 8-13 already. Uh, we're losing badly to the European team. They're kicking our can uh, all the way around the block here. And as a matter of fact, they just uh, Hovland and Hatton tied up Thomas and Spee through seven. And so right now the, it's four zip in, in, in events that are done. In the current four ball they're playing, it's Europe uh, is, is up two, and we are tied in two. So it's 2 0 2 for Europe. In other words, we ain't leading nothing. We had this thing could. <laughs> Anyway, we'll talk about it later. Let's uh, take a pause here from our fine sponsors and return right here on 1061 ESPN. The Braves have officially clinched a sixth straight NL East crown. Up next, the postseason. And we will have it here on your home for the Atlanta Braves. 1061 ESPN Richmond. They say home is where... All right, see now my screen's gone over here. We'll get to we gotta get I gotta get some of this music up. See we're so some things I obviously don't recognize. I want to see it. But anyway, we're here live. It's not a it's not a game changer or a world changer, believe me that. Uh, if you're just tuning in now and you haven't looked at your phone, then you let me tell you that the US is getting their backsides waxed by the Europeans are up four zip. From the first round that started at 125, 135 hour time, this morning's over with the time I got up. <coughs> Phone was reporting the difference, different scores altogether. But anyway, regardless, and now they're in the four ball, and jeez uh, almighty, the, uh, they're, they're, the Europeans are up two holes, two, two excuse me, two uh, matches, not holes, they're up two matches and we're tied in two with them so we're zip two and two in the second round they're two zip and two in the second round in other words if it ended like this the score would be seven to one after one day because you split the points on the ties obviously and they're up two so that's six plus splitting the two is one each uh ergo seven one that would be that would be what you call insurmountable I'm not making this stuff up, folks. Anyway, it's sad. It's sad to see this happen. Like I said earlier, if you were listening, I'd really like to have seen a Sunday, very relative, compelling, nail-biting type of day as much as you can nail-bite for golf. But being this is USA versus Europe, it is nail-biting from the standpoint, hey, I'm pulling for the US of A. 
and I, and I'm doing it proudly and happily. But boy, oh boy, what a whoa! Anyway, that's that. Um, relevant games this weekend or series this weekend. Uh, only one I can think of, one of them that has no relevance in the standings other than Detroit is a game ahead of Cleveland. I'd like to see my Tigers finish second. Uh, but uh, Cabrera's wrapping up his career. And boy, did he have a career uh, earlier in earlier in his life. I mean, when he, you know, World Series winner with Miami, traded the Tigers, and just he won the Triple Crown in the, you know, batting. Uh, he two back-to-back MVPs and a four-time batting champion. He's the first right-handed batter to win three titles in a row since I think it was uh, Rogers Hornsby I believe it was back in the 20s. So he's retiring and he's had some bad last two or three years. You talk about out of gas I mean he's been on fumes for two years minimum. You look at his career but he had some seriously good numbers and um, he, it's, time for him. it's time for him to retire for last year but he had a contract you know, why give up the money? So, uh, Boston Baltimore is now meaningless. I uh, guess Baltimore won their 100th game last night. After two years ago, they won 52 games. Whew, man, what a great turnaround for Charm City, as they call Baltimore. Uh, from the land of pleasant living, National Bohemian Beer. Uh, so, there you have that. Uh, Tampa and Toronto... Is that, I guess that's uh, relevant from Toronto. Toronto is only, what, a game or a half game up uh, in second in the wild card. Let me double check that while we're here. I don't want to get anything because the, the paper doesn't update. You know, paper goes to bed a little early to update. Uh, let me get this real quick. The uh, Rays are in minimum of number one wild card. Blue Jays are up a game over the Astros. Astros are a game up over the Mariners. So that's still four horses for three slots. Everybody else is eliminated. Rays are in, Twins, Rangers, and Orioles. Rangers still haven't locked up the West, but they lead by, um, what, two games, three games over the uh, two games over the Astros, three over the, uh, range, uh, the Mariners. Now, I don't know the tiebreaker between the Rangers and Astros, but uh, if Astros win three, Rangers lose three, Rangers uh, Astros win the division. Uh, and the number two seed. If uh, if it's a tie, again, I don't know who has a tiebreaker on that one. So, uh, Yankees, Kansas City, obviously irrelevant. Oakland and L.A. Uh, uh, it's relevant for Oakland. They did win number 49 uh, yesterday against Minnesota. They've got 49 wins to the Oakland A's. Kansas City, I believe, has 54, 54 and 105. The A's are 49-110. Holy smokes. So, will they, they need one win out of the three this weekend, and they're playing the Angels, who have been playing poorly, badly. Otani on the, the uh, injured list, and, of course, uh, Trout's been out since fishing season ended. I don't know. Long time. He's, he's last, he played one game other than that. has been since July 3rd, I believe. <coughs> Texas and Seattle's relevant because they're both in the hunt. Wild card slash division title. So really, in the American League, you've got just, well, Tampa Toronto is relevant for Toronto, not for Tampa. Well, Tampa, too, because they can still win the division. So you have two relevant uh, series in the American League, Tampa at Toronto and Texas at Seattle. And Miami is a relevant uh, series. They're playing the Buccos of Pittsburgh. 
because um, of the wild card there. Miami, let's get to the wild card there. Start giving it to me here. Hang bear with it. Phillies are definitely in six and a half games. Diamondbacks are a game and a half in. Marlins are a half a game ahead of the Cubbies. So that's a relevant series. Miami at Pittsburgh. Miami needs to win out for the most, unless the Cubbies, you know, unless they buckle. Philadelphia at the Mets, no. Uh, Washington, Atlanta, no. Cubbies at Milwaukee, yes, because the Cubbies have their nose to the glass. Uh, Cincinnati at Mil- at St. Louis, yes, because Cincinnati is a game and a half out. They need to leapfrog two. Will they? Probably not, but they're still alive. Dodgers in San Francisco, no, because the Giants have tubed. They're out of it. And that's it. Interleague, San Diego and the White Sox, Minnesota, Colorado. Houston to Arizona is relevant because uh, they would like to win the division, and they're two out. Here's baseball for you. Uh, if you'd like to go to the Spider-Hampton Pirate game, i got a pair of tickets sitting right in front of me. Uh, call in. No questions. Be the first to call in. you got to get here by about, what, 3 or 4 o'clock today to get these upstairs on the third floor. Ring the buzzer and somebody will give them to you. Right. There we go. Just call in. Don't have to, no trivia question. Uh, we'll just give them away uh, because we want people to get out to the Spider games, as the saying goes. All right. Uh, what do you got? College football. That we do. And not quite what it was last weekend. <laughs> but. No, and not what it will be a month or uh, five weeks away when November 4th arrives. That's a big one. There's um, some exciting matchups. We do have exciting matchups. This tonight, there's a there's a great matchup tonight in mm-hmm. the Pac-12, the uh, best conference so far this year. <laughs> yeah, surprise. Number ten, Utah's at number twenty-one, Oregon State. And then there are three more matchups between top twenty-five teams. Uh, number twenty-four. Uh, I didn't even write down who's number twenty-four. I didn't write it down. I'm going to go back and look because I didn't write that down. They're going to play until it's Kansas. It's the old Jayhawkers. They just got into the poll. Uh, or at number five, Texas, your Longhorns. So there you have it. And then uh, tonight, Utah and Oregon State, LSU, number 12, is at uh, Ole Miss, number 20. Now, it depends on which poll you, you, you look at. Uh, because they do have different rankings. Notre Dame in the, in the coaches is 13 at number 16. Duke in the AP poll is number 11 Notre Dame at number 17 Duke. And Kansas is number 24 in both polls. Texas is 5 and 1, 3 in the other. <clears throat> so it all depends on which poll you look at. Utah and Oregon State. Utah is 10. Oregon State is 19 in, in the AP poll. So there you go. There's a slight difference. LSU is 12 in both, or 13, 12 and 13. And Ole Miss, whom they are visiting, is uh, number 20 in both polls. So there you go. But good, good college football. <clears throat> Excuse me. Frog's up and up this morning. He's had his ham and eggs, and he's let me know that he's stuck there. Uh, there are a lot of great, st- or, you know, state games are, are at full bloom. Uh, how good is South Alabama? It's a pretty good program. There, there's the Sun Belt is there's, the best group of five conference. They're sell- they're 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 in the Sun Belt. Yes, that's a, it's a Sun Belt game for uh, James Madison. Madison returns from Utah State a win out there. First time at home and. Three or they've been on the road for the last three games. Well, it's it's overdue to be home. Then hopefully yeah. they can beat South Alabama. Are they the Jaguars? 
They are the Jaguars. Oh, baby, I'm leaving. I'm taking the rest of the day off. There you go. Perfect. There it is. Um, that South Alabama's coming off a loss to Central Michigan, but they did go to Oklahoma State and beat them 33-7. to South Alabama. Yeah, South Ooh. Alabama. This is a good program. They were good Ooh. last year, and another one of their losses is to one of my favorite squads, Tulane, and there's no shame in losing to Tulane. Uh... Is John is Spider John with us? He he's on hold. He's, oh, is, uh, oh, okay. He's not. He does not want to get on the air. Okay, right. all right. He doesn't want to get on the air. No, no. Okay, all right. Spider John, good. You, thank you for listening. You're right about the dog that time. I'd forgotten I'd gone and get that particular dog that you were talking about uh, a few months ago, and I hope you were still listening because I said, yeah, Spider John was right. All right, uh, right, Virginia State is playing Robert Shaw from Jaws at Shaw. Oh, that's a big one for them. Randolph Macon and Pedro Aruza and the great teams he's put together up in Ashland is at Guilford. Bridgewater visits the Tigers of Hampton, Sydney. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, Virginia's at BC at 2 tomorrow. Hampton and Richmond at 2 tomorrow. Women Mary at Elon, 2 o'clock. <laughs> Redundant, ain't it, as Bugs Bunny would say. Uh, NC State's playing the Spartans in Norfolk State, Salisbury, Christopher Newport. And what else do we have? Where's Washington Lee's playing at John Averett? Uh, Old Dominion, your your uh, Monarchs are playing Marshall. Marshall beat Tech last week, 24-17. Will your Monarchs go to West Virginia and get a win? I'll pick them with my heart, but no, that's going to be a really tough game. Uh, are they going to win? Yeah, they'll win. Old Dominion will win. Yeah, I'm going to support right, me, my alma mater. Let me put it down here. Oh, what am I going to do? Pick against? Go pick with against your the, head. Pick against the school I gave plenty of money to. <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! You wait a minute. Let's be. You gave money to? We don't need to get into that on air. Come on. <laughs> well, you brought it up, Whistle. <laughs> I you think, know. But... You think I was going to let you get away with that one? Come on now. Uh, Ed Marshall. All right, we got that. All right, uh, and then what else do we have? Uh, Emory Henry, and then the Pitt Panthers are at, well, at Virginia Tech at eight. So Virginia two, go out to dinner, come back, you can watch Pittsburgh at Virginia Tech. I think with boy, uh, boy, oh boy. with Old Dominion, Virginia Tech, and Virginia, you, you're rooting for them to win, but just until it happens, well, it's hard to see. Well, yeah, I want James Madison to win. Well, I'm saying James yeah. Madison. I have I have full faith in James Madison and Liberty, but those other three programs just don't have pr- faith in right now. I don't see. Uh, I do not see Liberty on the uh, on the docket for this weekend. They must have a bye. Uh, they may. I'd have to check and see. Yeah. who they are playing. I don't see them on the docket. Uh, and I'm sure I've got a schedule of them here somewhere over the rainbow that I keep it. Um, I would think that they're off because they're not listed. They, yeah. they could be listed. I missed it. That's the other. They that's are the off other, this week. They're off this weekend. Uh, right, the next game the, is against Sam Houston. Sam Houston. A new FCS Sam Houston. They, uh, he was a uh, – was he – he was um, a Texan. Obviously, we know that. And he was it in was he a senator? Or what else, what did he do? He was I don't now I'm embarrassed to say I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head, but Sam Houston Speaker I don't know Speaker Sam Rayburn's Speaker of the House. Yeah, Liberty I see it right here now. Like you say, they're hosting Sam Houston. So there you have it. All right, let's take a pause. We shall return. Tell Spider John hello for me. If you don't want to go on the air, tell him hey for me. We'll uh, take a pause and return right here on one oh six one ESPN. 
As Blink-182 once eloquently stated, work sucks, I know. Well, we too know that work sucks. And while we may not have roses by the stairs, we do have podcasts of all our shows and interviews available at ESPNRichmond.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Just search ESPN. I spotted John, I think it was a winner, was he there? Uh, good guy. Haven't seen him in a while. Anyway, uh, we're here, we're live, we're talking sports. We have racing coming up in a few minutes, and we thank you for tuning in. Uh, we're here until 10 o'clock. Mitch Tischler will join us from NBC Sports uh, Washington, and that'll be at 835. So, there you have it. All right, uh, we have uh, Brian on hold. Brian, good morning. Good morning, Big Al. How you doing? I'm great. It's Friday. It's always fun. Every day is fun actually being on the air. Fridays are always fun, as Reeves Louthen used to say, the great late Reeves Louthen. And uh, uh, it's uh, Friday for the weekend. We're all having a good time. So what's happening? What's going on with you, big dog? Hey, I got a question for you. It's been killing me. <laughs> I love the trumpet solo at the beginning of your show in the morning. And I, it, I recognize it. Is that from a movie? It's driving me crazy. It's driving you? Really? Yeah, it's a you great talk- song. I've heard it before. You're talking about the uh, the Lonely Bull is the name of the song. The Lonely Bull. And it was actually um, uh, Herb Alpert in the Tijuana Brass recorded it back in 1962. In the, uh, well, that makes a lot of sense. My dad was a trumpet player, and I'm his totally unmusical son. <laughs> and he was he was actually a really good trumpet player and a band director for a high school. And man, that 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 apple fell from the tree, hit a root and roll. <laughs> hit a root and roll. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, Herb Alpert played trumpet, guitar, piano, bass. Uh, drums and uh, trombone. Uh, so he was quite a talented musician. And uh, that came out in 62. The Lonely Bull is the name of it. And it's, what does that make it? 61 years old. And I've probably been oh, using it Lord. for 30 years, I think, something like that. So, well, anyway. I, I got to tell you, I listened to that and I'm like, I recognize it. And I'm sure my father played it, you know, in his little man cave downstairs, you know, when he was practicing and things like that. And I must have heard it as a kid. Because I recognized it, but I couldn't find it on the internet anywhere. Really? Oh, well, because you know well, the name. I didn't know the name. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know the name. So, you know, but that's great. I really appreciate it. You have saved me a day of anguish. <laughs> well, listen right now. What do you do? You hear the lonely bull out there in the meadow somewhere? What's that? Do you there hear? You go. There you go. There you go. Just for you, Brian, right there, the lonely bull. Herb Alpert, Tijuana Brass, 1962. That's awesome, Big Al. I really appreciate it. You have a great day. Brian, thank you for listening. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you See for. Ya. All right, take care. Uh, so, yeah, that's. It's an old song. Yeah, I don't expect a lot of people to know it, but uh, some some are old enough to remember it, obviously. And then the song for the second hour is called The T Bone Shuffle, written by T Bone Walker. 
and uh, the song's performed by uh, Jesse Colin Young and his band. Not the Young Bloods, but guys, you know, a group of people he assembled to record some albums with. And the um, harmonica on that is a guy named Earthquake Anderson, who plays the uh, harmonica you hear uh, when you listen to the song at the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, but anyway, Jesse Colin Young, a very good musician. His name, oddly, his name is, which I didn't know until a few years ago, Perry Miller, which is the same name as our airport man, Perry Miller. So, you know, life is stranger than fiction. All right, Reginald, what's going on, Reggie? Dang, we got pigs flying, son. Pigs flying. This pigs, pigs flying. Why do we have pigs flying? Tell me why. Uh, we got the burning going them birds and beagles and the burning bush. God bless them. Is the brother yeah. still around or what? I ain't talked hey, to the burning bush in I don't know how long, I'm afraid. It's been way too long. Yeah. I need to find them. And easy enough, you just Google somebody. You can usually find them. And that's what I need to do is find him. We were good friends back in the day. And just, uh, you know, He's, he's been in Philadelphia for many, many years now. And I, you know, it's just how, you know how it is. You kind of just either fade apart and that's that, or you remain good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't hear Ryan Rivera. Um, I got to look at the film and check the film. Uh, he should have burnt the film from last week. No. That, that, that oh, my God. Well, he need, Wait, well remember now, hold on a second. Remember, it was 16 to nothing going into the fourth quarter. And the best when the wheels came off totally in the fourth quarter, they outscored Washington 21 to 3. So that's, yeah. uh, you know, that's what happened. And, and so they needed to go over frame by frame before they burned it with the team. You know, that's what they needed to do was show it to them frame by frame and then say, okay, and then set it on fire in front of the whole team and say, that's in the past. We now have another game right in front of us, and we're going to play better football, and we're going to win this game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wink, but wink, nod, nod. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you're not like that. You're lying to your team. And they're talking about we got the best chance with this quarterback. No, I'm like, come on. Well, we'll see. He's young. Uh, you know, if it does, I mean, after a while, if you keep playing like that, I mean, you got to throw Brissett in there. You have to, you know. Oh, by the yeah. way, the Lions won at Lambeau last night. I haven't mentioned that yet. 34-20, and it wasn't that close. It was 27-3 at the half. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, well, clearly the defense with the Eagles, with the Georgia connection, that's oh. ferocious. <laughs> Jalen Car- Carter doesn't even start for them, and he and he's a he's a beast. Yes, sir. He might be yes, the sir. best defensive lineman on the team, and he, he's got to cut his teeth. He's got to earn his spot because they've got a very yeah. good. You, know, you everybody praises the Washington line this and the Washington line that, and that's fine and dandy. God bless America. But listen, until you get it done consistently. Uh, you know, you don't hear about Philadelphia's D line or some uh, Buffalo's D line. They're both very good and outstanding, also. You know, so you know the whole. You know, they, people don't brag on them. They, you know, they, oh, they got four number ones. Yeah, they got four number ones. But until they do stuff, they got it. They, until they can hammer teams and teams are scared to go against them. Uh, you know, there's no uh, no threat there. Yeah, and yeah. They were, they were good last year. They're third in, in yards yeah. allowed. Hey, we've got to go. We got racing coming up, Reg. But thank you for calling in, Hoss. Always good to hear from you. Okay, young man. Have a good weekend. Okay. 
Yeah, <laughs> I think he will. He will. All right, let's take that pause. Anyway, the lonely bull from Brian, uh, from Brian and then uh, Reginald calling in. We thank you for that. We do need to get a pause and get to uh, uh, hearing from our sponsors and get the racing guys on, Perry Miller and Dennis Bigmar. Stay with us right here on 1061 ESPN. He's got it. Hot takes. He's got plenty. Love for your favorite team. Well, you'll just have to tune in weekday afternoons from 3 to 4 for Border to Border with Matt Joseph to find out how he feels on 1061 ESPN Richmond. Richmond kicker. Time to go racing, as the old saying goes. We got the Talladega Super Speedway this weekend. It's 500 miles long, 188 laps. The track itself is a two and two thirds mile trioval. Obviously, down in Talladega, Alabama. Didn't they have that movie called Talladega Nights? Uh, didn't they do that? Yeah, Robert? they did with Will Ferrell. Yeah, and then who was the other guys in it? John C. Riley. Yeah, he was a guy that also was in Perfect Storm, the movie, right. as well. Good, good actor. <laughs> I never saw it. Did you see the movie? Talladega Nights? Yeah. Or, yeah, oh yeah, I've seen it a few times. Yeah, need you to, need to see that movie. <laughs> it is great. <laughs> Will Ferrell's just good in anything, it seems like. All right, we have a couple gentlemen with us, titans of industry, so to speak. And uh, have they, they are... Two gentlemen that run entities that are very successful. One's been around for a number of years, like 1927, I believe. And the other one's uh, a new one's been around for about a year and a half. And uh, Perry Miller is the uh, president and CEO, an award-winning president and CEO at Richmond International Airport, which pretty soon will have some... Uh, some uh, additional or some flights that will be international. And I keep trying to get uh, Perry to tip us off. Good morning, Perry Miller. But I don't think we can get a tip from you, are we? Good morning. How y'all guys doing? <laughs> Good. How are you doing? Uh, doing, doing? I'm doing well. Dennis, you doing well? I'm doing great. And, yes, you got to see that movie, Talladega. <laughs> I will. I've never seen it. Uh, the uh, we, We've got six races to go. We'll get to that momentarily. Uh, I'd like to talk about uh, you two gentlemen and what you uh, you establish and what you're running. Uh, Perry, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you, I know you hit f- over 400 for the first time in May. You added in June. You had even more, just a whisker under 440 in July. And from my understanding, you also hit over 400 in August as far as total passengers. I mean, it's, these are four months that have never been done before. I, it, it's just the way that you're growing it out there uh, is uh, is something to watch. Because that's what you're doing. You're growing the business. You're adding airlines. You're adding more nonstop flights to anywhere and every, almost seems like everywhere throughout the country. And uh, again, you've got everything from valet parking, which is a great and wonderful thing, and to even long-term parking. You're right there, right next to the terminal. You're right there. You don't can't. It's not a hardly a walk. And of course, the short-term parking. If you just need that to pick somebody up, your first hour is free. Uh, and you can, they can call you. you got a cell lot. You don't want to get hey, pick them right up and roll. And, of course, on, on campus, shuttle service for even lower rates if you want to do that. You have buses that come around, pick you up, and bring you to the terminal. TSA is uh, runs like a well-oiled machine. And uh, it's just it's a smooth, smooth operation. And it's here. And it's local. And it's in RICO. 
the, the dollars stay here. So if you if you and the convenience of it mainly is this is what I like the convenience. I mean, I'll fly maybe once or twice twice a year, and uh, it, I, I wouldn't think of flying out of anywhere else other than Richmond. Fly Richmond first. Uh, you guys have got that running so well, and again, as I mentioned, you're, you're award-winning uh, as, as, since you've gotten here. Uh, for for and we're the most efficient airport in the country, is, is what we've been told, right? You I mean that's that's the deal? Yeah, most the most efficient airport in North America Jeez. for our size. Um, is it? Let's see, it must be Susan Lynn's involvement. Is that what it is? Ah, <laughs> you know, she's a she's a well-oiled machine herself. She gets it done, does she? Yeah, yeah she keeps it running. Well, good. Uh, well, it's it, it is that that's doing well, and uh, of course, Dennis with the um, with the Henrico County Sports and Entertainment Authority, uh, growing regional tourism is growing, and sports is a part of that. And uh, it's it's great to see the growth of that happening. I believe your uh, your uh, building's going to open up. You know, sports building's going to open up uh, in October. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, I mean, we got our, our big kind of celebration in early December, but we got some events in there late October and November just to <laughs> try to break the building in, do a little bit of a soft opening, get get things uh, cranked up and ready to go. Because once we hit December, it's nonstop. There you uh, go. All the way through 2024. So I think the big news this week that came out, and you may have seen this in the paper today, and, and obviously Perry and his team at the airport play a big role in this, but... Uh, yeah. The impact of uh, visitor spending from 2022, that report came out from Virginia Tourism Corporation. Central Virginia is uh, doing really well, obviously. And, you know, the Henrico piece of that, we were at $1.7 billion of direct visitor spending um, here in, in Central Virginia. And obviously the city and Chesterfield and Hanover, all the communities around here play a role in that, um, you know, and, and everything that they do as well. So, um, it's a big number. I think uh, for Central Virginia overall, it was uh, somewhere between four and five billion dollars overall of, of visitor spending. Mm-hmm. So, so tourism tourism is back. That's for sure. Yeah, after the pandemic, COVID, and all that, it's nice to have it back where uh, we uh, do have. Uh, people coming to Richmond. You know, the sports plays a part in that, and of course, the airport plays a part in that. The convenience of the airport and and the ability for people to fly in here nonstop. So that's uh, a lot more of that growth as well. So both of them doing very well, and glad to hear that, uh, Perry. I, I, you know, now <laughs> now the bar keeps raising. I'm looking for 500 here sometime soon. What do you think? <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, you know, I'm just. I'm just so excited about the passenger traffic growth that's uh, taking place. It's just, uh, you know, an indicator that, you know, like, like uh, you know, Dennis just pointed out, people are just so eager to get here and um, visit Richmond and see what it has to offer. So yeah. we're just glad to be a part of that. Well, you are a part of it. And hitting 440 in July is most impressive. Uh, I think when you got here, the high water market had been somewhere in the 380s, 390s, 380,000, 390,000. So this has been great growth. And then all the opportunity out there for people yeah. to fly nonstop. And then in the wintertime, of course, it's the airlines had more of those flights. Two destinations in Florida, for example, uh, you know, for Fort Myers, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, uh, Sarasota, wherever you're going down there, you can get them. And uh, just check out the airlines, and you'll see that. And, again, with the growth of what uh, – what, uh, uh, Dennis Bickmeyer and his twin brother, 
<laughs> Tom, Chuck Yeager, Big Meyer, and what they're doing over there is a great thing. So these two entities are doing so well, and they benefit Central Virginia. They're both local, and they're benefiting Central Virginia, and that's that's what helps growth. That's what helps the economy, and uh, and it would behoove to participate in those two. So uh, I'm glad that we have them both here. All right, racing time. You two are like two guys in a phone booth going at it. In this yeah. thing. I mean, I mean uh, back and forth trading punches in the phone booth as far as you get your elbow back to wind up a good one. But, uh, Perry, you were in the lead for a couple of weeks. Dennis, you've been in the lead for a lot of the summer and probably going back to the spring for most of it. Perry's made runs and taken the lead. And then this past week, um, uh, Dennis, you put up 47 to recapture the flag. Perry, you had 20. But with that difference of 27 points, you're only seven points behind, Perry, because you had that 20-point lead. And I'm so far back, I can't even smell the fumes. It's uh, it's kind of like talking about baseball this weekend, last weekend in baseball. Some games, some, some series are totally irrelevant, and I fall into that category this late in the year with six races to go. And uh, Dennis, you lead by seven. And uh, with these six races to go, we've got four in in October and one in November, and that is it. That'll be it for this year. Perry, Dennis has won two in a row. You're our only hope, Perry. <laughs> you you have to do something. I was looking at a list of, of drivers this morning, and I'm thinking, who can I get that'll block Bickmeyer? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who Big Mar is going to take. I go first, Dennis is second, and uh, Perry, you're third. So, uh, you know, I, I, I want to. I took Bubba Wallace a few weeks ago. I want to take him again. He's ninth. And, and when does they cut to eight exactly? Uh, uh, after next weekend, after race next down weekend. in Charlotte on the Roval. So, uh, yeah, and, and we all know Talladega is such a wild card. You know, one. <laughs> keep saying it all the time when you get to Talladega and Daytona, one slip up and you can wipe out 20 cars in one wreck. So yep. you just, sure. uh, it's white knuckle. You just hold your breath the whole time. Well, if you do that, you might not be living by the end of the race. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it is one of those things because you, you're absolutely right. You get on a super speedway, especially two and two third miles. One, one bad move can wipe out uh, 20. There's no question about that. All right. I've got to take, I've got to take somebody. And uh, I would take a guy that does well there. Uh, did I have him? I did have him last week, and he only finally he finished twenty eighth or something like that. And I uh, only got eighty. Uh, was it, no, I got twenty points on that one. So yeah, that's where I am. I'm at seven sixteen, not six nine six. Anyway, irrelevant. Um, I'll take I'll take Blaney. You know? Ooh, why not? Uh, he was uh, he was number two on my list. Well, darn it, I was trying to get number one on your list. Yeah, yeah, you didn't quite throw the block, I was thinking. but um, Well, I guess I'll find out right now, won't we? Well, yeah, actually, I, I'm uh, I'm taking a guy, you know, we used to take him all the time when he drove for Penske Racing and was in the, the Mill, old Miller light car and everything, and no, I'm not talking about Rusty Wallace, but <laughs> I am talking about Brad Keselowski, yeah, yeah, who yeah. got his first ever career cup win at Talladega long, long time ago, and now is part owner of Roush. Fenway, Keselowski Racing, RFK. So I'm going with Brad uh, this weekend. All right, all right, Mr. Miller. It's Miller. It's Miller time. Speaking of Miller, oh no, oh no, that was your pick. Yeah, Keselowski was my pick. Well, I got. Ooh, 
I, my strong, I'm, I'm gonna go with Hamlin. You get, I was gonna say you got. I didn't want to take Hamlin because I was thinking you'd take yeah. him, and I, yeah. I'm not gonna block you on that one. So we'll put. Oh you wait a minute! Hold on a second here. <laughs> well, what I uh, got a little collusion going on. Oh, that no, happening? No, no, there's no collusion. It's just my my brain thinking what I need to do to help uh, to, to help my my partner, my buddy, Mr. Miller, out there at the airport. To, uh, three oh, yeah, three no in collusion. a row. Three in a row. No, there's no, there's none of that going on. But I was, I left Hamlin open just in case. So I, I, yeah. I will say this: you, you threw out Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace be a good pick this well, week. Well, he's, he's done well on the super speed. Well, I'm looking. I'm oh yeah. Now I see Daryl Wallace had done pretty well, but uh, Junior that is. But I was looking for Bubba Wallace and see his name come up for these uh, for the for Talladega in the last few years. Uh, anyway, that's we're set with. After this, it'll be five, and it'll be in the home stretch uh you've got uh, keselowski perry you have hamlin and i got blaney and we'll take it from there best of luck to you three gentlemen thank you as always for joining us and congratulations on the successes that y'all are having with your two different entities and how well they're doing and how much they're growing thank you both for your time thank you guys have a great day all right. Thank you, Perry Miller, Dennis Bigmeyer. Thank you, gentlemen. And, uh, of course, Perry runs the president and CEO of the Richmond International Airport, and Dennis is uh, running the Richmond uh, Sports Entertainment Authority. We thank them both for joining us. All right, back in just a few minutes here, top of the hour, 9 o'clock. We will be back in 9.35. Mitch Tischler will join us from NBC Sports Washington. So we're here, we're live, and we're talking sports. We're going to do it. We'll get on old uh, Robert and Bruce here, uh, dog of the day and uh, pick of the litter when we return. Last season, 